is the Dirt Reporters for the week of January 3rd. I'm your host, D-Swab, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Kyle McFadden, and Todd Turner. Uh, guys, Happy New Year. I cannot believe it's 2024. I remember the hysteria when I was a fourth grader. Back in uh, Y2K, Kevin Kovac, where we everybody thought the world was going to end and the computers weren't going to reset, but we've made it 24 years later. Uh, how was your New Year's? Uh, it was good, you know, no, nothing crazy, you know. Uh, didn't go and do anything nuts or you know, go in some big crowds or anything for for New Year's. So, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's ready ready to go. Another another year gone in the back burner here, and now we uh, now we head off into 2024. Did, uh, have you ever been to the ball drop in New York? That's not far from me, East Coast guy. No, we went. Okay, we went to New York City. My, you know, my mother from New Jersey. My mother lives in New Jersey, so we see her for Christmas, and we go to New York City for a couple days before New Year's Eve. It was you could see how just completely insane that place would be for New Year's Eve. We were just at, like not far away, up a block, from Times Square. And like a bartender was saying how they have such levels of security and nobody in their right mind really would want to be there for somebody that lived in New York City. We talked to also and says, this is that's the day I don't want. Kovacs by the cut out here, I think uh, we'll get back to him. Uh, Todd Turner, how was your New Year's uh, the- year 2000? You're 2000. I know I love your bald head, but did you have did you have hair in 2000? Did you look? Did you flock? Did you have some flow? I did. That was the uh, waning days of my hair. Uh, and yeah, 20. Oh, I love seeing it. It's hard to believe. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. It won't be too long. I'll be living more in the 2000s and the 1900s, which is a little uh, kind of disconcerting. But uh, I don't know. I hate that the ball dropped on Kevin and knocked him out. But maybe he'll rejoin us here. Well, maybe yeah, he's uh, he's still celebrating his uh, New Year's. Kyle, did you have any uh, holiday hoops? I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. You have some holiday hoop tournament. Did you uh, enjoy the festivities on New Year's Eve? Or uh, Rigsby in our uh, video cast saying that New Year's Eve and New Year's is an overrated holiday. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, really, holiday hoops. Um, we actually had our like three of our games leading into the winter or like leading into the last days of the new year here canceled because of sickness or something going on. So hopefully we can get back on track with that. But uh, yeah, no, um, had a good holiday break, Christmas break, I guess, as, as we call it now in the dirt late model world and off the Vado this weekend. So, uh, but yeah, no, uh, actually moved back in with my parents and brothers and uh, rooms looking a little bare right now as opposed or compared to you guys with your memorabilia and um but hope to get that changed here pretty soon and then also made this uh, little wristband <laughs> can we eat that it looks edible yeah with my three three uh <laughs> three year old buddy so um that's what we're rocking here today so yeah and I see you have the R word memorabilia behind you, though we can't really say that word anymore. But the Commanders football <laughs> team is that a, is that a Redskins yeah, right there? So you got you got a little memorabilia, so we can't use the R word anymore. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I say right uh, yes, yes, no, well, duh. I mean, I was just looking around the new room because we never know sometimes with your travels. Like you're just in different locations half the time, so I always like to look around where you're at. Uh, 
as you travel across the country covering exactly. dirt late model racing. Kovac, uh, Gateway just seemed like it was yesterday. It fell this year late in mid-December. Sometimes it's end of November, early December. So the off-season is a lot, lot shorter as we head into the new year, 2024. Uh, it starts this weekend at arguably one of the raciest facilities, one of the nicest facilities in the country, the Wild West Shootout, January 6th through the 14th. You ready to go? I mean, we're going to be racing, kicking it off. And you've always said it's kind of like the spring training. And uh, I kind of asked Dustin, Jared, and Mike Marler in our video cast as well. I'm like, I feel like it's Eldora, you still get this feeling, but I feel like it's kind of like going back to our childhood nostalgia of like why we go into racing. It's kind of like Votto in the Wild West. You have the racing so good. There's no points pressure. I don't know. It seems like we don't have much of that anymore. And I feel like it's a lot of like the pressure is off a little bit. It's kind of like you're going back to the real reason of why people are in dirt late model racing. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of in that exotic kind of area. You know, not that New Mexico is the most exotic uh, state in the country, (laughs) but you're far away. Everyone is far away from home. Everyone's made a big road trip. Uh, to get to this racetrack and and that kind of puts some little adventure into the weekend too you know like uh and and it's that first one of the year you know this the spring training it is you know because everybody uh can sort of uh you know ease back into the year uh there's big money on the line obviously you want to be good uh one wins six and, and if you win six of them you go home with six figures uh, but six wins and six nights is pretty darn tough um, with the field that's always there. It's possible, uh, but it's not the the thing that um that that it's 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 a great uh great odds. Uh, it's more of just getting back into the flow <clears throat> flow of racing and and uh it, it it would be a it actually would be a little different if everyone had been race hasn't been racing so soon, especially. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a new season for Bobby Pierce or somebody like that who just raced at the Dome. Uh, but if you have a race since the end of October or even early November, uh, it, it does uh, give you a little bit more of that feel of the of the of something new, you know. Yeah, just it's been back to back races of the year as well. Uh, 2022 Brandon Shepard held off Turbo, and then last year Bobby Pierce held off. Kyle Larson in the finale there. So the racing, obviously, Todd Turner has been great. Uh, the Wild West shootout, though, has had a good history. Casa Grande, uh, the bomb shelter out there that we were, you know, interviewing Brian McLeod because we couldn't show modifieds. <laughs> then we go to USA Raceway, nice facility. Uh, Jonathan Davenport and Don O'Neill duked it out there in 2016. And I think JD fell one race short of getting a nice bonus. Then we went to then we went to the national championship football game, but we made a stop there uh, in the Phoenix area, and then we went to the USA race or not USA Raceway? Uh, was it Central Arizona, Arizona Raceway? Arizona Speedway. Arizona Speedway. Arizona See, Speedway. You, there's so yeah, there's so many different names out there in different tracks. That had some good racing, and then you're kind of questioning, well, they can't race there anymore. How is this event gonna like keep going? And then Michael Rigsby, Ben Shelton, and Chris Kearns and company. They move it to Vado, and it has been lights out ever since. The crowds have been getting bigger and bigger every single year, and the racing just speaks for itself. Yeah, it's great that they found such a racy track. I mean, Vado's had, you know, race of the year uh, candidates for sure and right up there uh, in the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, that, that makes it a lot better when everyone's making that long journey out there. 
Uh, you know, the Wild West shootout and those Arizona and New Mexico now races over the years. And it, years ago, it was more of a Western flavored thing, more so. Uh, you know, there's not as many California drivers now and Arizona drivers as there used to be. Uh, so really, it is a lot of Eastern guys and a pretty talented field uh, of Eastern guys heading way out there. Um, and, you know, you look at the list and there are, you know, there's definitely some, you know, um, guys who don't compete on the elite level that'll be com- uh, racing out there. But, but man, it, it is not, uh, it is not somewhere where you're just going to drive out there and think you're going to clean up. I mean, there is some, some tough competition, uh, this, and, and every year in recent years, the roster is, is, is quite rugged for that deal. So, uh, a good racetrack and racing track, some top names competing, and also a chance for one of those guys, uh, maybe lower level guys to break through and have, uh, you know, get a big night, uh, and get his, uh, get his name out there by, uh, competing well against these, uh, top stars, uh, heading to Votto. And I will say I have not yet been to Votto, but just like, the history of the event, like you said, like the Bartels out there, uh, just different guys would just, you know, try to represent their home state or home region and try to defend it against like Billy Moyer and Don O'Neill and Shane Clan. And uh, it, it, it was, it was a good time there. I remember, I think 2013, I left on January 1st and we did the Casa Grande. I drove out there 24 hours and I didn't think I'd get home until like January 18th. So like just a lot of good memories out there. And then obviously they're going to continue it there at Vado as well. Uh, what is something you're keeping your eyes on Kyle McFadden? Uh, like Kovac said, I do agree like a hundred percent. Like it doesn't even feel like an off season. And I think that might help guys like Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. to continue their dominance because no one's really, everybody's still racing. They're still in that groove still. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I mean, there's a, a few things, obviously, like Bobby Pierce, like, you know, how many wins is Bobby Pierce going to get at the Wild West shootout? What's the over under for him? Is it two and a half? Is it three and a half? Is three and a half to like, if you're taking the over on three and a half is, is, is that too disrespectful for like every, everyone else like showing up there or, you know, can he really show up and, and, uh, I think he's good for at least two, you know, I think three is obviously uh, pretty fair too, but um, yeah, no things that I'm looking for. I mean, Dustin Sorensen, he's debuting in his uh, new Longhorn chassis there with his, his dad and uh, that new team that's about to hit the road and uh, on the out- outlaw tour this year. So uh, that's, that's, you know, he's one of many who are, um, who just like have an opportunity to get their season started on the right foot. Right. Um, I was looking back last year and there were 43 cars or, or drivers and teams that had signed into uh, or had made it to the Saturday night finale for that 25 K winner uh, last year. And so I think looking at the roster now for, or the uh, tentative roster going into this weekend, it's 46. So uh, great car count as usual. And uh, there's, some names on here too that I don't quite recognize uh hoping to get to know them and being on the grounds there and um you know hoping some stories emerge that uh that we don't quite hear often and uh Sam Mars too uh son of Jimmy Mars uh, he's debuting also in in that MB Customs house car so um yeah so just a lot of opportunity I feel like this is the the one event that 
obviously, I mean, there's like nothing else going on in our sport this this like time of year, but just the eyeballs and uh, the overall uh, like limelight. There's only four drivers who had um, like finished off the year last year in our top 25 that are entered this year. So obviously, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's, uh, just kind of goes to show that there's, there's great opportunity for somebody to, to, uh, make a name for themselves, like, so to speak here over the next week. Call back, you know, my favorite wild West memory was with you. Should I say it out loud or we keep that secret? I don't know. What was it? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just messing, but you had pink eye out there one time, didn't you? That was in Tucson, yes. I, I brought pink eye. You missed the Vegas the, trip. Uh, oh. Yep, I couldn't go with you and Webb Diller to, to Vegas that year uh, on the off days. And, you know, that was that was like a $39 flight, too, or something, wasn't it, to, up there? <laughs> yeah. uh, luckily, I was able to quarantine in that little room, that little extra room that we had at the house. That was good. And I will say this, though. Todd Turner has some hoop game too, as we played in the driveway nonstop during that trip as well. And uh, always a good time out there in the Wild West. You know, and you get the off days. That's why another reason like drivers like to go out there. You can go sightseeing, maybe go golf. A lot of drivers like casino. So there's a whole plenty of stuff to do. And you're just like a, it's like a different world out there. Like you said, the scenery is just completely different than what you're used to. So you're just you know it's jaw dropping. A lot of the stuff you see there. Speaking of Vegas, Kovac, if the line, if I have the line at over three and a half for Bobby Pierce, are you going to the over-under? Because obviously he's going to be the perennial favorite. You ha- we also have Kyle Larson. He's going out there. Turbo's one out there before. Marler has as well. And then Brandon Shepard, you know, going in the new factory, Longhorn factory car. Uh, do you, do you, can you see him getting over three and a half? Because obviously that's a, that'll be a topic of discussion those first few nights if he can, you know, sweep that first weekend. It'll be tough. I know last year he won two of the last three nights. I mean, Davenport won the first three, and then Bobby won the last uh, no, two of the last three. So he's sort of on a he's on a high, he found his uh, rhythm there by the end of the uh, Wild West shootout, uh, and certainly he found it all season long. He kept it. Uh, ended the season on a you know a, this a, from July on. Man, he was really on the on the ball. So uh, there's no reason to think that he's going to go. Uh, to Wild West shootout and not win a race, at least one. Uh, three and a half, though. I mean, yeah, four wins out of six. Uh, I mean, there's no Davenport. Davenport's not planning to go. So maybe Bobby could be the Davenport this year and get that four. I I, I feel like uh, it's going to be I, I'm three probably the most. I would go the under three and a half. He's, he's three. I think he's won three a couple times, too. When he wins, he wins in bunches there. No, Derek there got is. his first mute yep. of the season of the year. Mute button, darn it! I yeah. thought I was, that was my new New Year's resolution. Obviously, oh, that man. happened. I, I still made it three or four. I made it four three days, so it's not the worst <laughs> yeah. thing. But hey, you're, I know I'm trying very hard here. Uh, the track's elbows up, so I think that Bobby Pierce is going to be very tough to beat. I think Braden Shepard has a lot to prove. You know, he finished the year strong with the dirt track. He finished with the you know. Gateway Dirt Nationals, but I think that whole year was kind of just like a you know a lull if you ask Brandon, just because it was a learning curve and stuff like that. So I think he has a lot to prove. Uh, Kyle Larson hasn't raced the late model in like nine months when he's going to enter, so we'll see how he so see how he does. But he loves going out there. Uh, it's going to be all good fun. Starts uh, January 
6, so this Saturday. And they're going to race Saturday, Sunday, a couple days off, Wednesday night, Thursday off, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday to, to finish that. So it's always a good time out there. The track's been awesome. Uh, let's hope for some good racing. And then uh, really quick, Todd, I wish Shannon Babb's going to make a, make his way down there, kind of a surprising late entry. I'd like to see Babb, though, like 10 years ago on that type of track with the elbows up, you know, throwing sliders and stuff. So hopefully the old man can still get it done down there because it's, it's a track where you got to get get after. And I think I think he's up for the challenge. Yeah, he's he's one of the newcomers that jumps out at you. I like it. It'll be fun to see him out there. Uh, but those guys you talked about, that top tier of Marler and Shepard, um, I guess Herb, uh, Larson and Pierce, they're going to be, those guys are going to be tough to beat. You know, if you beat, if you outrun those guys, you're going to be doing very well. A couple other guys I've noticed, uh, I like that Tyler Stevens from Arkansas. I think this is his first time out there and he's, um, he's, he's knocked off some big cop cams race and regional races. I'm not sure that track is going to be his cup of tea, but, uh, uh, of other newcomers, he jumps out at me. And then a couple of Oregon guys, Colin Weinberger uh, and Bryson James. Now, Weinberger went last year, and I guess he made four races, but he was never better than 14th. Uh, Bryson James didn't go. He did go to Central Arizona for that other uh, early thaw deal and won a race. Uh, but both those guys up in Oregon won, or, or in Oregon and beyond, won more than, I, I think they both won double-digit races. Uh, now, uh, the competition those Oregon guys beat last year is going to be uh, a, a couple of steps below what they're going to face at the Wild West shootout. But, um, but it would be fun to see those Western guys, especially the Oregon guys, uh, get a chance uh, uh, to run up front or, or maybe at least make a name themselves when they eat race or, or uh, make some kind of splash out there. Both those guys uh, definitely had worthy 2023 seasons. Yeah, and if you have got those mid-tier guys that they run well, all eyes will be on the Wild West shootout, and you can get you know make a name for yourself because a lot of people will be tuning in. So it's a good, big big opportunity for those mid-level guys and those Western guys to get you know get on the national stage there to uh, where people can watch on flow. Uh, Kovac though, speaking of Bab, I think it would be pretty cool with him with the cowboy hat on and shooting some guns. He's a good hunter and outdoorsman. I think he I think he'd fit the part very well. Hey, remember, now they have a bull out there, you know, that everybody sits on, that oh, big longhorn. He's rode on yep. one before. Bab was the original of that, you know. I remember when I was with the Outlaws, we brought that uh, longhorn into the uh, race down at Battleground, and Bab won the 100 lapper, uh, that Outlaw show, and, and he got, man, he jumped right up there. He was like a natural yeah, getting on the back of that thing. And, <laughs> um, and, and just to say about Bab also, happy birthday to him. He joined the 50 Club. Uh, just a few, I think it was oh, New Year's, how, Christmas Eve, right? Illinois' uh, firstborn son now. is 50. Wow. That's right. Welcome to the that club, Bab. And now, and his first thing he does after turning 50, he makes a trip all the way, uh, you know, this long trip all the way to the southwest to race in New Mexico. First time he's run the US, uh, the Wild West shootout since 2012, looking back at his schedule uh, when he ran it at a USA Raceway in Tucson. First time he's raced before March. Since 2013, when he ran Volusia with the World of Outlaws, you know, Dirt Car Nationals. He hasn't even been to Speed Weeks in, in a decade. Oh, Kovac, he cut out again. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a good time uh, with Bab there as uh, another Illinois bad boy. Uh, Kovac, we heard the most of it. You were saying. I know, I dropped right uh, at the end. I'm not sure. Where did gosh. I drop here? I'm not, I'm not sure what happened with me here today, but 
You um, just said basically you said Bab was the go, and uh, the president of the Bab Fan Club Parish is excited that he's going out there this that's year. Right. The I did. I don't. Did I? Met, did you get it there? That point where it said he hasn't run uh, run before March since yes. uh, since since uh, 2013 yeah. Speed Weeks at Volusia that year. So all right. Sorry about yeah, the before Finley sure was what's born. Going on my he hasn't done that. <laughs> Before Finley is born, otherwise he's like you know That's all cooped right. up. So he's excited to get out there. Uh, you got another, another Illinois bad boy competing uh, <laughs> there. So we're early in this uh, 2024. So I wanted to kind of do some predictions as Todd. But we always have a little chat on Skype where we talk about uh, different topics we want to do. Not you know this one was a very good one. We're going to do uh, some predictions. So we're going to go around. So you guys want to go around the room. Uh, like I'll let Todd go or Kyle McFadden go first and give out all three at once. Or are we going to do one each and go around really quick? Or how do you guys want to do that? Let's go ahead and do all three of them. Okay. All three of them. And then we, the, the other, the other people listening in can kind of comment on it and see what they think about their bold predictions for 2024. All right, Kyle McFadden, the drum roll. Also, by the way, the people love the numbers game as well. Uh, I got people texting me that I didn't, I didn't put Jack Tyne on there for number 89. So you got a lot of people, you know, former Fairbury great. So uh, that was a good one. We'll definitely have to do that yeah, again because there's so many damn numbers. So, uh, all right, Kyle McFadden, what do you think for uh, your three predictions for 2024? And then we can kind of look back on it on December 31st later in the year, how, how close we were getting them all right. <laughs> well, first of all, I was actually reminiscing on, I think we made some – some uh predictions last year this time first week of the year and um i think i said that earl pearson jr was going to make the final four at eldora and that there wasn't going to be a 30 win driver this year so that was completely wrong so um i i guess um but i'm feeling like okay so first first prediction here i think that the moran curse will be broke at Eldora this year at one of the crown jewels. I'm, I'm not going to say which. I just think that that'll happen. Um, and then to go along with that, I think that Devin and that Double Down Motorsports team, I mean, he only had five wins last year in that car. He had eight the year before. He had 13 um, the year before that. I think he gets back on the board with, with a double-digit wins this season. And uh, I think that the curse will be broken. Um, to go along with that, I think that Ricky Thornton Jr. Um, will come back this year and uh, uh, have the, I don't want to call it the redemption tour because he didn't really lose anything last year. But uh, I think he'll come back this year and and um, and uh, take the cake for real this time on the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. I think... Um, I don't think there will be um, a 30-win driver this year. Um, I'll stick to that again. But um, if there is going to be one, I, I like my money on on RTJ. Um, and then um, a third prediction. Um, let's see here. I think that... Um, you know, the third one I haven't really rounded to, but I think um I think you'll also see Mike Marler uh win in Eldora Crown Jewel. I think um 
I'm feeling that pretty strongly, or at least feeling like that's a, a, a real good possibility for this year, uh, perhaps at the dream or at the world. So um, I like those three predictions, but uh, to lead off and uh, if I had to put, put some money down on, on as to what could happen this year, I think that Devin Moran will break the curse and uh, pick himself back up a uh, another double-digit win season for him. Yeah, if Devin Moran won an Eldora race and into the uh, into the curse, Kovac, that'd be a pretty wild scene, I would say, in Victory Lane. That's a good one. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. It could definitely be. I think there'd be some celebrating going on. A lot of, I mean, just with all the Morans that would be there. Hopefully, everyone would be there to enjoy it and. Uh, and Donnie going back up there, Donnie and Brenda Moran, both going back up on the stage with their son. That would be, that'd be pretty uh, poetic, I guess. Uh, Todd, what do you think? You could uh, Marler get her done at Eldora. I feel like he, uh, when he was surprising that he was in that non-feature race winners a couple of years ago at the, you never like, man, you just think Mike Marler has won there before. He, it doesn't seem like he has the best of luck there. Or he's just like, just knocking at the door. I feel like it's, I feel like he's might be like a six to like tenth place car there the last few years. Like maybe I would be maybe he can get over that hump, but you never know. It's Eldora, but you think he can get her done? That'd be that'd be a good one too. Yeah, I, I like Marlon Moran as being in the mix. I think it's very it's very tricky to pick those Eldora um, races without seeing a little something, you know, during the season. But but those guys would definitely be on the list. Uh, uh, yeah, Marler. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they'd both be probably my top ten if I was just picking out ten drivers who are most likely to win there. But, but again, it's just kind of hard to tell. Of course, Eldora sometimes it has the hot drivers winning, and sometimes it has drivers winning out of the blue who haven't even had a very good season. They'll sneak up and win the World One Hundred or something like that. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad uh, Kyle didn't call out my predictions from last year. I, I'm scared to go back and uh, look and see what I said, but. Uh, <laughs> But hopefully he'll get Marler and Moran right. Yeah, I was looking back at mine. I guess there'd be three millionaires. There'd be a last lap showdown between Hudson O'Neill and uh, Devin Moran for right. the championship. And I think I had JD winning another Eldora crown jewel. So I did, I did pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. I had nothing. I have to go back and look. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Kovac, what about your three predictions? You got Chubbzilla winning a regional race or Boom Briggs? <laughs> Uh, putting on a show somewhere. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> well, number one, Hudson Neal is going to go over 25 wins overall in 2024. I think it what was at 13, 14. I think it was in that area this year. Uh, he's just going to keep going. He's, he's going to get better. 23 years old. He's just going to get better. Let's put him over 25 wins. I'm not, <clears> let's <throat> not saying 30 yet, but over 25 total. Uh, he won't have any, any dry spells like he sort of did this year. And another one, Dalton Wilson, he's going to win at least three Lucas Oil Series races uh, in, in 2024. Oh. He's been on the edge. He's been on the he, – once he gets that first one, he's going to win a couple more. Uh, and I feel like that first one, I'm, I'll, I'll throw out like a – and go really, you know, um, give him a little detailed here. I say this first one comes during speed weeks at East Bay. Uh, he's going to get one there. He one, Maybe one of those early week ones. Uh, he's just going to have a good night, perfect. You know, everything's going to go right. And Dalton Wilson, you know, gets a win. You know, sort of like, you know, Ryan Gustin got one this year. And, you know, something something like that. Ashton Winger, another guy uh, that wasn't, you know, the 
um, weren't even Lucas Oil regulars, actually, uh, but got their first wins at East Bay, and I think that's going to happen with him. And my other one, I'm going to call this like my uh, the, the race that I think will be the best new event, uh, new track on a national tour uh, this year, and that's going to be that Eagle Raceway, Nebraska uh, race in uh, July 15th with the Lucas Oil Series, you know, right before they go to the uh, uh, up there to Houston's for the um, – uh, Silver Dollar Nationals, uh, that midweek show, Eagle Raceway. It looks like it could be a really great racetrack, uh, you know, a little uh, kind of a bull ring, you know. And, and I, I just think that that's going to be uh, – if I had to pick a race the, that I would, like, as a fan want to see, that's going to be the one, that Lucas show at Eagle. Yeah, it's nice to see some new racetracks on the schedules as well. Uh, always great to pick up a few every year to see just how uh, – different parts of the country and how all it races. And that's kind of a track that's kind of iconic. I think it's been on a couple of the dirt track racing games. So it'd be pretty cool to see that. Uh, Todd, what do you think? Dalt Wilson East Bay win. That'd be, that'd be quite the impressive uh, prediction there by Kovac that pulls it off. But he was close last year. I think he got second to Hudson one of the races or he was right there. I like that. He had maybe a half dozen runner up finishes and, in uh, full field and half field events, I think. So uh, I'm sure Dalton is probably sick of all of us asking him when he's going to win. So uh, for that reason alone, he'll be thrilled. But I do like Kevin's thought that, that if he wins one, that he'll knock off, uh, you know, a couple or three and get it going. But, uh, yeah, he's been he's been right there and definitely showed much improvement uh, from 2023 uh, from his uh, rookie season in 2022. So I, I like that pick, and I, I like Eagle, too. I hope that's uh, that and some other uh, first-time tracks on the national touring uh, schedules uh, do well because it's always nice to have some fresh uh, fresh uh, venues to go and, uh, you know, beef the sport up and give us somewhere else to have late models uh, uh, showing off well. Uh, Kyle, you think he's going to get any of those right? Uh, you, you write the notes and make sure how many we get right. You think yeah, they come right. back? I'll, we'll, uh, set the, we'll, we'll set the over-under for his point five. He can might get right. one. Taking receipts here, right? So hold, holding those off till next year this time. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I think – no, I mean those are th- those are really three solid predictions. I think that Hudson O'Neill's good for at least twenty twenty fives. Definitely not out of the question. And if he can, I feel like if he doesn't go on one of those like prolonged, I don't want to call it like slumps, but just can't win a race for a month or two like at a time. I I don't think that twenty five is feasible, but it's certainly not feasible, or it's certainly feasible. Um, you know, if he like sustains um you know how he started the year and then how he ended the year if if he can take those bookends and you know turn turn that into a consistent season then absolutely he's good for 25 maybe even 30. uh i do like dalton wilson winning a race next year on the lucas oil tour i think i mean he's he's due as due can get um and so i think he's ready for that and then also eagle raceway I was there this past year for the high limit race and, and uh, you know, that was was definitely, it was, I had never seen, truthfully, I had never seen a parking lot that jammed out before in my life. And so, but no, I mean, it's, um, I would absolutely say like if, 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 uh, if there's any race during the summer in July that I have my eyes on, um, that's, not a crown jewel. It's absolutely that, that race. And, 
uh, don't expect anything less than a, a good show and, you know, something to be talking about then too. Yeah. Hudson O'Neill, he'll, he'll be pretty good. A lot of different changes on the car this year I saw. So we'll see if that will either improve or help him out there out, out of the gate. And let's see if he can, uh, you know, can't go out a month or two like he did last year, but he was close in a lot of them. I think, I think the nerves might not be as much as they were last year in certain instances in that car. I think he has full confidence with that machine. Uh, Todd Turner, what are your three bold predictions? Uh, is one of them going to be me and you running the whole summer nationals together for one, like, you know, just a reunion tour or what? That'd be that, man. Let's do it. Uh, maybe I'll save that prediction for another year or two. Um, <laughs> I do have Mike Marler uh, on my prediction list. Uh, a little bit different than what Kyle was talking about. I predict Mike Marler will have his winningest career super late model victory total. Um, and I think that is, I think 2022 at 14 is his biggest um, or his most wins in a single season. Uh, you also may be surprised that I think, I uh, look back through, I think there's only been three seasons when Marler has broken double digits, which is kind of a surprise. He's not a prolific winner, but he certainly won a lot over the last 20 years. Uh, so I predict uh, 15 or more wins for Marler in that uh, Skyline Motorsports team. Uh, so we'll see um, see what he does there. Uh, another thing I'll predict, and I guess I guess the better prediction may, maybe here would be predict how many drivers say they're going to run the World of Outlaws. But but I'll stick with the World of Outlaws Rookie of the Year, and I'll go with Cody Overton, who's going to be in that Dave Stein car uh, that Ryan Gustin vacated. Uh, I think Cody Overton is. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if he'll contend uh, anywhere near the championship, but I think he'll definitely be. Uh, the best rookie and have a have a successful season. I also predict only two rookies uh, with the World of Outlaws will will run throughout uh, Charlotte. I don't think we'll have a big number. Uh, and then the last one, I'll go more of a regional thing. Uh, in Missouri, I'll look at uh, MLRA's champion as being Dylan McCowan, the urban um, Urbana Missouri driver who uh, was a rookie last year uh, and third in series points. Um, I think he'll win the MLRA title and maybe even have another couple of uh, show out well uh, on some national uh, touring events as well. Yeah, he had he made he got closer, I believe, last year at the Show Me One Hundred, like you were saying. Like he was he was up front yeah, there for those three days. Show Me One Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good pick. Uh, getting those uh, regional guys some love. I, if he won an MLRA title, that's pretty impressive. They got they always got a good field. Kovac. Uh, would you on board Dylan McCown, or do you think maybe like Chad Simpson wins his 900th MLRA title? I'll be a tough guy to beat too, as well. <laughs> yeah, Chad Simpson is definitely tough to beat. He knows how to win regional titles. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, that, McCowan really he showed like just that he really came on on the you know radar I think at, at the show me with that with those top tens that he had out there and uh, he's a he needs he's a kid that's really shown some talent. I think they got their motor program in pretty good shape. They were talking about that when I, when I was, saw the team, um, you know, later in the year. Um, and, and I, that's, uh, that's a very possible um, uh, occurrence there, him winning the championship because, uh, you know, I, he, he's going to take a step forward. I, I think this year. Oh yeah. That, that'd be great. Uh, Mike Marler, he can get like six wins in the first week of January, Kyle, and then he's halfway there, you know, breaking his record. So if he does that, 
while you're out there, then Todd is looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, maybe put some big money down on on that, you know, in Vegas this week or before the uh, the bets close, right? But yeah, no, I I, I do like uh, I do like that prediction. I think uh, when you're talking about drivers who have really put you know really really took the back months of last year and 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 got a head start going into this year you you have to include oh well hey <laughs> um you, oh you have to, you, yeah he's agreeing with you guys mike marler he's tommy says so does tommy say mike marler yep. if tommy say, says so then then we're going we're going with that. Right. Say, so, um, Mike, can you say for Kevin sure. Weber? I think. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Tommy I don't Bob, think he's a Kevin Weber. Kids are home during Christmas. No, he's so, a huge Sheppy yeah. guy, so he's no. he's good. But, yeah, Mike Marler, I think in that Skyline, too, would be great. Uh, we have Christmas break here, uh, so <laughs> it's been a little chaos here. But I like those. So I'm like, hey, Mike, you want to talk, buddy? That's all right. Yeah, exactly. So, well, what are Tommy's three... predictions uh, for for this? Tommy, for this what are your predictions? You need to know that. <laughs> Tom, hi. I am thinking. Yep, he's he's a huge <laughs> race fan. We got him a lot of cars, so he's been getting more and more involved in watching it. So it's been great. But our three predictions for 2024 is my first one is Brandon Shepard is going to win his fifth national championship. I know. I don't think he's really committed, or at least he hasn't told me what he's going to do. But I think that would tie him with Josh Richards as the most all-time with five national championships. I think with that, you know, being in that Longhorn house car. Okay, get down, buddy. Go find mommy. And uh, the championships, I just think that he's due for one bounce back here uh, in that new Longhorn house uh, factory team, as they're going to be calling it. And then, you know, coming off those big wins, he's going to win his fifth national championship and put him in that, you know, Josh Richards lore. Oh, hold on here. Hold on here. Tommy, calm down. We got, we got another one. Oh, my. We got a lot of stuff happening here today. Oh, no. Man. Oh, my. Man, this is, man, that's unbelievable with uh with Derek. Right, Todd? Maybe like, that, should, he's all grown up now, isn't yeah, maybe he? Maybe our host. <laughs> Sorry, he was grabbing chip salsa. He was he was grabbing he was grabbing chip salsa. I didn't want him to dump it everywhere, so <laughs> I got him out of there. So yeah, Brandon Shepard is going to win his fifth uh, national championship. My second one, and I think a lot of fans would love to see it. I think it would help out the sport. I know we had three million dollar winners last year. I think we don't even get any this year. I think the money's going to be spread out. A lot of different winners, uh, a lot of different crown jewel champions. Uh, maybe they split the national championships. Uh, I think that'd be good for the sport overall. And you know, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if we got like some parity because the last few years has been kind of been domination seasons. So I think the fans could agree with that one. And then finally, I got to predict the Prairie Dirt Classic uh, winner. Uh, I think after a long uh, curse. Last few years, uh, I think Bobby Pierce will get it, finally get it done. Uh, that victory lane will be pretty, pretty, pretty uh, impressive and loud. And I think he'll get some, I don't know. I think Kovac, I think they would actually cheer for him if he won the Prairie Dirt Classic. I think they would like, you know, turn 
like the good side of him. I think half of Fairbury, you know, boos him for some of the comments he's made uh, throughout the years, tired gay and a few other different things, uh, pinball wizard and McKay winger. So a lot of things he said, but I think he's going to win the Prairie Dirt Classic, and I think he'll get a resounding standing ovation. He should, right? I mean, that he is still a homegrown talent there from Illinois. Uh, his father won it a bunch of times, so that that should be a, a guy that everyone is excited to see win. Uh, there will be the, but it, but what, what what makes that more? What makes that win so exciting is there will be some that are you know they they will refuse to to give them cheers, but they will boo. So there will be a lot of reaction. It'll be the loud. It could be the loudest. Uh, other than maybe if Shannon Bab when Shannon Bab wins or or or, or she, I mean Sheppy got a heck of a crowd uh, reaction, but I mean Bobby's gonna. Well, he took out one. It, he it, took out Bobby for the win or hit him. So I think it, a lot it's of gonna yeah, it, it'll it, it'll be <laughs> whatever. No matter what, Bobby's gonna get a reaction. That's for sure. It, yes, and uh, it, that'd be kind of wild at like 31. Todd, if Brandon Shepard won his fifth national championship. But I was looking at the stats. I think yeah. Josh has five, so I would tie him with five. I think like Bloomquist and Jimmy Owens and uh, Earl Pearson at four. So he's tied with them. But if you could get it at five at that young of an age, I think he, I mean, he has the best resources behind him, and I think he can still get her done behind the wheel. So that's what my other prediction would be. We'll see if he can get that you know fifth national championship. I think that's a pretty good pick. I was gonna pick the national champions. It's it's so hard with the with such little definition between seasons to not think Pierce and Thornton won't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know things change, and it is a long season. I mean, uh, uh, but anyway, I credit you for at least uh, taking the stab there with the, the national champions. Uh, so Shepard definitely be in the mix, whatever he does. Yeah, I can't wait until people get to see the video if they watch on Dirt on Dirt, just the chaos we had three or four minutes ago when Tommy came in and made his debut on the Dirt Reporters and uh, <laughs> made it just uh, very interesting. So we finished the show with one more thing. Kyle McFadden, we'll start off with you. What's your one more thing, your first uh, first one of 2024? Yeah, I, I think, um, and you know, there's one driver that we didn't really touch on while we're making these uh predictions and that's uh Jonathan Davenport you know like what is he going to do this this year I was talking talking with him for a few minutes after the Lucas Oil banquet and you know he's like a true 50-50 as to you know what he's if he's going to go the distance this year on the Lucas Oil series so he's starting his season out there at the Super Bowl of racing at Golden Isles on January 25th and uh I guess he's going to make a decision after speed weeks there so um that is uh my one more thing for uh the first first one of the 2024 season i like it jd uh it's call he's calm and cool and collective now he's you know he's about, just lets everything else play out it seems like and uh i know i've got a couple snapchats uh from him he's been making you know different types of drinks he's been working hard on the you know, the farm and ranch. So he's, he's ready to probably go back racing here and uh, see what he can do in 2024. Uh, Kevin Kovac, how about your one more thing? Hey, Ricky Thornton Jr. He doesn't even take a break, you know, in this season, you know, and, and of racing gets it. You think you, you'd sit back a little bit during Christmas uh, and hot and uh, new year's week, but no, he, he took his micro sprints out to the Tulsa shootout, which had like what 
3 million cars there or something. I don't know. 1,700 <laughs> entries, I believe it was. I think they just finished it like a couple minutes ago. Uh, man, God bless those. Uh, God bless the, the flow uh, racing, you know, crew that was out there, man. Those were long, long days, uh, behind the cameras and, you know, in the, in the production trucks. I mean, cause man, I think it did end about a little after midnight, maybe a uh, local time on Saturday, but, uh, talking about, uh, Ricky Thornton, he was there. And of course he near, he was in contention, nearly won. Uh, I'm not even sure which division because there was a lot of divisions there too. But I know he was leading that feature in his one division and, and hurt the, mo the motor broke. So uh, he could have had a had a win, uh, one more win to close out 2023. Uh, he could have snuck it in right there, or, uh, but he but he had some bad luck. But again, Ricky Thornton Jr. What a what what a talent! Just goes out there and is running right in front. And the Man, Chili Bowl sure next in, for him too. Yeah, he's going to be running the Chili Bowl. I was going to say that. I'm sure he'll be. Trying to run up front, I think if he made that feature, it'd be a big time goal of his. Uh, uh, he he could definitely drive the balls off and wheels off of those things, and obviously he's raced uh, several times throughout the year. When he has a rain out weekend or an off season or an off weekend, he's always tweeting out, "Where can I go race these things?" So very cool for him. Also, anybody can tweet me, explain to me the you know Tulsa shootout like I'm five. I feel like there's a million divisions. I don't know really what's going on, so. Somebody could tweet out, reach out to me, explain it to me like I was a preschooler of what exactly goes on for the Tulsa shootout. But, you know, during the Wild West shootout, also be on flow would be, you know, the Chili Bowl coming up as well. Uh, Todd Turner, how about you? And then I'll finish off. So my one more thing is uh, the former St. Francois County Raceway there in uh, southeastern Missouri uh, has changed names and owner and ownership. Daryl Dickerson and his wife Katie are now running what is now going to be called Farmington Empire Speedway. Uh, and you notice uh, MLRA and now added them to the schedule. That'll be the first time that uh, series has ever gone to that track. And I also notice that they're planning uh, at least monthly limited late model uh, programs, which uh, that track has normally been an open wheel and modified track, uh, but it is special in my heart. Uh, and for you too, Derek, because it's the first track I ever saw Kevin Weaver win a summer nationals race. Uh, I guess his first summer nationals win uh, in 1991. And it's a little bit of a trial. Well, it's kind of an interesting little track. So I would not be, uh, I would not uh, be sad to see if uh, maybe some other touring series uh, uh, could visit that track and it become a little more of a late model uh uh, a popular place for late models. So uh, Farmington Empire Speedway, good to, good to have them uh, trying out a few more late model races. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, that's over like Rusty Griffall is not far away from that, is he? I feel like he's always racing there. Occasionally. Yeah, yeah, he would probably head down there. It's probably an hour or so from him, maybe a little yeah. less even. Perfect. My one more thing is uh, last week, the Castro Flow Racing Night in America schedule came out. I know we talked about Eldora. They're racing the Wednesday before the Dirt Late Model Dream. Kovac, I don't know how Fairbury is going to be able to handle the PDC week. Now we have a race on Wednesday night to kick off the golf outing on Thursday and then two nights there. So giving Fairbury people an extra day at that place, I don't know, A, people can survive the whole week, or B, their body might be taking some toll there for that uh, – that especially if it was hot as it was last year, let's hope for better weather. But they're going to Macon this year on May 29th. Obviously, I'm in love with Macon. I mean, Lucas Oil has been trying to race that race for so long, and 
they haven't been able to get an, so we get some national guys there. Like to see, you know, JD and you know Hudson O'Neill duking it out there at Macon, uh, and then Lernerville. That one caught my eye too. That's a that's a good late model area, and I feel like they'll 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 come out in Groves there for that race as well. Good ten race schedule. Um, they're starting later as well. Not going to be racing in April. They're going to start uh, in May there with Illinois Speed Week at Spoon River in Lincoln, and then Lucas Oil will be Friday, Saturday, Farmers City, February. So good schedule by Ben Shell and then uh, Michael Rigsby and all the people there over on the Castrol side of things. Uh, well, first week's in the book. I'm sorry, guys. I broke my New Year's resolution of you know hitting the mute button. I apologize. And also, no one no one predicted. Uh, a driver went in three one hundred. A driver went in three different divisions of a hundred thousand dollars. The modified race we got, we got that crate hundred grand, and then you know the dirt mm-hmm. late model dream. Or so I think somebody can win two of three. I think because I think a lot of drivers are going to do all three. So I think we can have somebody win in multiple divisions. We'll have to wait and see. A lot of big money on the line in two thousand twenty-four. Uh, keep your browsers locked in at dirtondirt.com for the great articles these guys write, and be sure to check every single lap of the Wild West Shootout on Flow Racing starting this weekend 